will reach out to be like, how do I get into tattoos? Like, I'm trying to make all this money. I have these bills due. I'm like, then don't get into tattoos. Please don't get into tattooing <laughs> if you're trying to pay your bills. Yeah, if your bills are due like tomorrow, becoming a tattoo artist overnight is not going to pay them. I'm sorry to tell you that, but... Welcome to the first episode of the Black Tat Brat. We're going to be spilling all the tea on everything tattoo. Today, we're going to be talking about tattoo pricing, hence the title, Girls Just Want to Have Tattoo Funds. I'm joined today with Angel Taylor, a fellow tattoo artist. She's been working at my shop since about March, so it's been a few months, and she has 13 years of tattooing experience, so she's more than qualified to talk about this subject. Say what's up, Angel. How are you doing today? Yeah. (laughs) Got a little off from Brooklyn. Yes, she's from Brooklyn, but you're also, you were born in... I was born in England. England, yeah, right. Yeah, but I was raised in Brooklyn, Flatbush, it's Trinidad, the, the West Indian part of Brooklyn. Nice. So I was around all the different cultures, well, mainly the Black West Indian cultures. So yeah, that's, that's my background. Nice. So I guess we can just jump right into this episode. Um, I guess my background, I've only been tattooing for like four years now. So, yeah, (laughs) but I still have had lots of problems with like tattoo pricing, even just like pricing out my own tattoos can be a struggle, just like being a new artist and stuff, not really knowing like the industry standards and all that stuff, or at least not up to date standards. (laughs) I feel like everything's constantly changing, so it's hard to keep track. I mean, I don't even, I, I sit down and I, even with having as much time in the industry that I do, I still have problems with pricing these mm-hmm. days. So, and it's not just a you thing. It's a lot of people, I think, because so many people are just picking up machines now mm-hmm. and going into it. No, that's very true. Like, people just like wanting to pick up the machine just to get into it. I still have people to this day like reaching out to me. And even when I first started, it was way worse than it is now with mm-hmm. the amount of people who will reach out to be like, how do I get into tattoos? Like, I'm trying to make all this money. I have these bills due. I'm like, then don't get into tattoos. Please don't get into <laughs> tattooing if you're trying to pay your bills. Yeah, if your bills are due like tomorrow, becoming a tattoo artist overnight is not going to pay them. I'm sorry to tell you that. Mm-mm. But yeah, I get a lot of that. And I'm just like, I don't know what y'all think. Like, this is very hard. And you're not just going to make money unless you're like in a very lucrative area. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like when I was in Maryland, I was definitely way more busy than I was here. Even though I did have like a good start to like the shop like I was pretty busy but like when I worked in Maryland oh my god all the time all the time and I was tattooing for my apartment which I was surprised that so many people wanted to book me yeah they be ready I started I was working out of my crib I think the first four years I didn't want to work under anybody Mm -hmm. but I think that's also what stifled me a little bit in the beginning because the one thing I do love about being in shops with other artists is we learn from each other. Right. So I feel like if I would have gotten into a shop immediately, my work could have been in a different place. Not to say I'm not hyped about where it is now and where it is going, but I feel like I took the long route mm-hmm. and I was just doing it by myself. But I realized my information goes only as far as I know. There's a lot of other people who know shit that I don't. Right. And vice versa. Exactly. So I think that's why it's important to be in a good shop where like people are open to learning from each other. Mm-hmm. Cause with this industry, there's going to be people who think that this is fucking black ink masters. Oh yeah. Black ink masters. <laughs> black ink masters. Literally. And it's like, Oh, I'm the best. I'm the head artist. Yes. Like, I need you to chill. Cause it's never that deep. And it's always people who are like, kind of, there's a lot of ego in this industry. Yes. And I get it. You know, I got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to talk my shit, but because I've earned it, I've gone through my shit and I've had my shit talked about and I've fixed everything that I've ever heard anybody point out about my shit so that they can't say anything anymore. Mm. 
So at this point, I only say I talk my shit, but I also like to feel like I do know where I can be humble and say, hey, how do I do this if somebody's doing something that I don't know, that I've never seen before? Right. So I'll be at, that's all I when I be seeing y'all say, so I'll be asking questions like, yo, what liner is that? Because <laughs> y'all be pulling some shit with liners and I'm like, damn, I never thought to do that. Automatically probably overthink it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like learning other techniques and approaches from other people, it is very helpful. Yes. So my biggest thing, at least when I was still self-taught for my apprenticeship was getting tattooed by other people. Because I want, I couldn't get an apprenticeship like until I like showed that I could do the fundamentals and stuff like that. So I went around getting tattooed to see what people would tell me. And a lot of people are way nicer than you would expect, I feel like. That's why I always tell people who want to get into tattooing, just go start getting tattooed. Like, you don't even have any tattoos and you're trying to jump in. But that's how I started. I had like five tattoos. I mean, maybe like four tattoos when I first started tattooing, but they were not visible or anything like that. And like, I didn't really know that much. So I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to get tattooed by people whose artwork I think looks cool and just like ask them questions and they answered them happily. Most tattooers are nerds and they like talking about tattoo shit. Just book an appointment with somebody whose work you think looks cool. If you're, you're seriously like, I want a tattoo like that or I want to be a tattoo artist, start talking to tattoo artists. I would say <laughs> that I, the only, my only interaction with tattoo artists was when I was trying to get my apprenticeship. Hmm. And <clears throat> me being from New York, the only place that we really ever knew was the strip in the village. And the strip in the village is 6th Ave and it's the lower east side. And um, as you come out the train station, the A to C, like there's one, two, three, four, five tattoo shops. Oh, wow. All on one block. Yeah. And then around that corner, there's probably another two or three. So like it's heavy competition, but it's also because there's such heavy traffic. Mm. We have NYU around the corner. And then you got oh, people who yeah. are tourists visiting the area. You got movie theaters over there. So there's a, there's a lot of bars too. There's a lot of nights where people get drunk and then they just want to get a tattoo. And the right. shop I was in stayed open till four in the morning. Right, that's crazy. And it opened back at eight. So they we had day shift and night shift. Oh my God. But that's where we knew that the tattoos were because I had friends, like it was the gay spot. So like late teens, that was the hangout spot. Yeah. But I just never could go inside aside from like getting piercings or some shit. Out there, I was working in Brooklyn, but it was hood shops, and you can't you really do your time mm. with shit. So I started from there, and then I was like, "Nah, I want to get serious." So I moved over to Manhattan after shop drama, and from then, that's when things started taking a different turn because I was around a lot of artists who were less egotistical and were more open to be like, "I got a homeboy from out there, and we were the weirdest duo." Cause I'm this short black lesbian and he's this tall Lebanese damn near, is he? I think he was Lebanese. He looks like a Viking though, because he looks like a white guy. Oh my but he's gosh. this tall, big dude, long beard, mad tattoos and piercings, middle hawk. Like Ali's my boy. Mm. And we called each other the A team because most of the days that we work, we work together. Some days we didn't, but I think Wednesdays and Saturdays were our days together. And me and him, we would just draw back and forth. He would draw a starter with paper folded three ways, and he'd be like, Ain't you draw the second part? Nice. And then we'd go back and forth like that. Like, there were things that I learned. He just moved the ones who did my knuckles. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I well. do not trust a lot of people to tattoo me. Right. I would say I've had four people, five people tattoo mm-hmm. me, and every other tattoo I did myself because in the beginning, people did not give me very good tattoo experiences. It was very yeah. impersonal. The first girl, she did my mom's name, didn't even say hello. Oh, my. The guy at the front desk took my money, took my, my consent, 
form so walked to the back. back. She sat down, did it, got up and walked away. I'm like, God, mm-hmm. yeah, I felt dirty. <laughs> I felt violated. I felt so dirty after that. So I was like, that's an experience that I don't want people to have. Right. So like once I started, like I said, I did my time. I dealt with the fucked up people and the egos. And then I got to Manhattan and I dealt with some really cool people. And it made me fall in like again with working in street shops mm. because after that I got my private studio. Right. Love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I know what my day's looking like. I know who's coming. Yes. I know how much yes. I'm making. And mm. then I know how to divvy it out. Yeah. Um, the one thing I would say about street shops though, well, the one that I was in in Manhattan, the location was prime. Right. That's the big thing is location. There was a lot of celebrities who came in. Okay. I actually tattooed the coach of the Jets. And I don't know nothing about football. <laughs> first black woman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Coach Colette Smith. Hmm. And I've tattooed a singer's brothers and stuff like that. So location is great. Right. But also is definitely the people in the shop. Right. Like you have to want to go to work. I love learning from other people. I go to work. I love learning from other people. I You told me some shit. Hmm. The tablet. Yeah, I procreate <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> I'm like, this is blowing my mind, but it's good because, like I said, I wouldn't have learned that on my own. Mm-hmm. So, like, I try to make sure that I don't have my head so far on my ass that I'm losing out on opportunities to learn things and make good connections. Right. Because, like I said, when I first started, there wasn't a lot of people I could go to and learn from. Mm-hmm. My homegirl took me on that one. She was the first woman, like, like tattoo artist that I've ever seen. Right. She's fucking fire. She's boxing in Barcelona. Right. So, like, she did her thing. But I try to make sure that, that that's something I can find in the shop mm-hmm. if I'm going to be there. The vibe has to be good. It has to be great. And I can't tattoo in shitty vibes. If we're about business, I can handle business. Right. I'm great with business. Don't bring no personal stuff to me. No personal. I can't. That's Dude, what made me leave my apprenticeship. It's too much. And you know what's crazy? That's a lot of shops. Right. Yeah. It's a lot. A lot of shops that I've gone into, it's been less professional and more personal right but I'm they're like, all professional tattoo artists fucking up they're the money. not <laughs> y'all spent as this much time into the business right it could flourish mm-hmm. it could really be something great but it's just too much emotion and ego and bullshit that comes with the industry of tattooing yeah no i completely agree it's not for the faint of heart absolutely not that's why when you said four years i'm like that's why i clap like a lot of people don't make it too right no i know a lot of people who like they're like i I tattoo for like a year or two and then i just gave up and then like maybe like 10 years later they started tattooing again and i'm like well at least you found your way back to it but like i'm trying to like keep keep on the path keep with it i want to be tattooing for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. really but i also see myself doing like other stuff too like i have other business ideas other ventures and stuff i want to do but I always want like tattoo to be something that's, that's there shit. for me. Yeah, like and, that's what I'm most passionate about. And done right, like it can be the thing that fuels all those other things. Right. Like I think the main thing is like when we talk about pricing, you can sit down and we can charge or we charge, but people might feel a way about it. But because someone knows someone, mm-hmm. let's say someone famous, they'll go and spend all this exuberant amount of money to get something this big. That's what I was about to say. It's very major on who you know. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Because it's a popularity thing. Right. There's a lot of popular artists even yes. who've been on TV. I've seen their work in real life. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? And then I see my shit 10 years later. And granted, it's not where it was now, even five years. Five years is a good mark. I was mm. still doing some really good shit five years ago. And I look at it now and I'm like, damn, that's still legible. That's still this. And that's not to say like I did it and I didn't think it would be legible. But seeing it stand over time, mm-hmm. that says a lot more than how it's done 
right then and there. Right. Because you got fallouts, you got blowouts, you right. got scarring, you got even people who don't take proper aftercare of their shit. So it's like that tells a lot. And I'll be looking at a lot of tattoos and I'll be having to check myself. So I'm like, are you a hater? No, I'm not. I've been in this shit. No, long I zoom in on every tattoo. Yeah, even care. on my own shit. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, we could have done better. But it's learning. And I always tell people, like, we can fix it. about like knowing people will pay if they know somebody or if you know someone famous or something or you tattooed a celebrity or something which brings me to one of my points that I didn't I didn't even write this down but like I feel like people will pay they're happy to pay if you have a certain amount of followers like they will pay for a follower count I've seen it myself like I've seen some and like I think that they're cool people but like I've seen yeah it's not there but they have like hundreds of thousands of followers mm-hmm. and they have like you know all this like traction traction on social media or even just like even if like because everyone's engagement is down on instagram if you really look at it like just from seeing that big number like 50k followers 100k followers people are like okay i'm willing to pay a thousand dollar plus whatever for your tattoo for me or something like that like i feel like do you feel like if people are paying for a follower count now like in the new modern age of tattooing Yes, I would say that because they think that the amount of followers you have equates to the quality of your work. Mm-hmm. But I, like you said, and no hate, I don't know if they've heard some people bought followers. Yes, people do do that. So I hear that. I feel that if that's what works for you, that's cool. But personally, I know that a follower account does not equate to a bank account. True. So it can look good, but behind the scenes, like, I'm like, why is this not equating to the, I'm seeing online and I'm noticing people have a lot of dead followers. Right, that part. Bot followers. And yeah. I actually am somebody, I'm glad that my shit isn't to the point now where it's out of control because I literally go through my followers mm-hmm. and I try to check as often as I can who's following me because I only want interaction or right. genuine interaction. Mm-hmm. I could say I got maybe like 4,000 followers right now, but I'm cool because I earn mm-hmm. every one of them. Right. I earn that shit. Honestly, I only get followers on like Instagram from TikTok. Like when the videos do well on TikTok, then people are like, oh yeah, then I went to your Instagram to like see your portfolio and I followed you on Instagram. And I'm like, but I have not like been growing on Instagram without TikTok. Instagram has become a very counterproductive, I would say, because I would share my shit on the times where it says my engagement is the best, but it would get maybe 10, 15 likes, right? Mm -hmm. I would have a post. I would post it for the fuck of it, and it would get 2,000 views or right. whatever, 50-something likes. So I'm like, does this algorithm even really mean anything? They're changing I, like, I'm ta- I should not have to tap dance for people to book me because the, anything outside of, of tattooing that I do does not reflect how I tattoo. Mm-hmm. If you like my work, then you like my work. But I don't like how people really think. And then you know what's crazy? Even with those who make it seem like they would sit down and pay a thousand dollars, they're trying to barter somewhere in there. Mm. 50 I'm gonna say. Yeah. Because something that I'm gonna start implementing personally is I feel like I am too what's the way that I can say this without sounding like an asshole. <laughs> I'm too open with some things to the point where it's like people like it takes a lot for me to engage with people. I don't know why I'm just like more introverted. Mm-hmm. So it does take a lot for me to reach out and I, I would prefer if a consultation did not take three days. 
Yes. And then you're coming back with seven different ideas yep. aside from the original one. Mm-hmm. My brain has too much going on to sit down and try to figure out what you want for you. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, it's going to get to a point where it's either you know what you want and you want a book now, or you don't. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can take time to figure right, it out. But don't keep wasting my it's time. It's not my job. Like, yeah. if we have a consultation and we have a chunk of time, that's our time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be talking for like two or three hours about a, about a tattoo concept. And then you're not even going to book at the end yeah. of it. And then it's like, that's, that's hours of my time where people who technically get paid hourly too, that I'm not getting paid for. Like, that's a whole part of the job that you don't get paid for. Like, you know what's crazy? I was thinking about that the other day because ages ago, in the beginning of my career, when I was saying, oh, my homegirl, she was telling me about this artist. He does, what's his Paul Booth. He does some really oh, sick yeah. work. Yeah. Shit, it's sick. And details crazy. And a consultation from him back then was like $450 wow. to sit down and talk to him. I'm like, oh, you're charging $30 for a consultation. And people and are I'm like, that's a shit. lot. And I'm like, are you serious? $30 to talk for like an hour about your tattoo that you may or may not get. And the consultation price goes to your tattoo. That's good. Some people, like, my, like, even, like, my repeat clients, I told them they don't have to book a consultation with me, but they book it because they like to yeah, talk about their tattoo like idea. The yeah, like, they want to go through the process. But, like, newer people to my page, I feel like they're, like, hesitant. They feel like, I just feel like, I don't know, maybe in the Black community with, like, service providers, there's, like, a bit of distrust. Because, like, I don't know if you ever see, like, all the videos about, like, hairstylists acting a damn fool and, like, steal asking for this is my problem with the, the tat- money and tattoo industry and black people right here <laughs> like they're paying i just watched a video of this girl who paid like 350 dollars up front for to, a hair appointment up front oh my god for the girl to buy the hair for her or something like that the girl doesn't end up buying shit and she like wastes her time gets like another 125 out of her all before an appointment even is set up or anything like, like that. Foxgate. Literally like Foxgate, but for hairstylists. And like every other video I see on TikTok is like a black woman complaining about a hairstylist, essentially ripping them off and taking away all their money. And then I'm just like, I, the majority of people that reach out to me are black women. And it's like sometimes, not all the time, so I definitely have a lot of my girls be paying and then tip too. Mm-hmm. But when it's like new people that I haven't worked with before, they are very hesitant to book. They're hesitant about pricing. There's always a question about price and stuff like that. And I'm like, let me go to your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Bust down middle part, like oh 30 inch frontal. I know you paid some money for yeah. that. You probably paid like maybe $200, $300 up front like these other people on social media are talking about. So that's where like my frustration comes with like the whole, I guess, like pricing and tattoos. Because it's like... And a tattoo has more value than your hair. And that's why I'd be like, it's a 50-50 thing because people do try to get discounts. Yes. They try to use what's an inconvenience to them right. to get a price or deduction off of what you're quoting them. But I'm like, bro, you don't have to come to me. No, and I that don't too. mean that as an asshole. I'm just saying there are a lot of people who tattoo. But I'm assuming if you're coming to me, it's because you're looking for something that I can provide mm-hmm. personally. That's why I want to get more into doing my own style. Mm-hmm. I don't really, sorry to people who like Pinterest tattoos and stuff, but those don't move me. I don't like them either. (laughs) You're not alone. There's no creativity in it. There's no originality. And you can't even try to get original. Because if you try to design it in your own style, they're like, no, I want it more like the picture. And I'm like, bro, creative freedom is my shit. That's why I'm moving into next year. Mm -hmm. Creative freedom is going to be, I have to get really stern with the direction that I want to go with my stuff or else I'm never going to get there. Right. So like, I'm only taking pieces that A, you know exactly what you want, be here allowing me to do it fully in my style, 
and I'll take reference pictures to see what right. what direction you want to yeah. go in. But I'm going to do this because mm-hmm. I don't like working. And people are like, are you going to do this? Are you going to do? This? Don't do that because with my design, you have to trust me a hundred percent to do what the fuck I said I'm going to do. Exactly. No interruption. That's that. Yeah. I don't want people bargaining. I mean, you can tell me what your budget is, and we'll work. I'll try to work with it. Like I said, people be, and that's another thing, patience. Everybody want to be tatted up on day one. Yep. It does not work like that. When I tell people we need to do sessions, they're like, oh, I want, what can we do in one day? Oh, I just want to get it all done at once. I'm like, bro, these pictures that you're looking at is 18 hours split over three and four sessions. And like the people who, like, because there are people, especially here in Philly, who can do like a half sleeve, whatever, full sleeve in a day or two days or something like that. They lack detail. They They look rushed. And it's just a bunch of shading. There's never any line work. It's just a bunch of like shapes made out of shading and stuff like that that they threw together extremely fast and they're like there's your sleeve 800 bucks people love that and yep. it's like no if you want the same kind of quality that they're pushing out on fucking and on the pinterest shit that y'all be looking at for full sleeves and stuff like that you're gonna need to a budget your time and mm-hmm. b budget your money because nice. it's not gonna cost 800 dollars in six hours that's impossible that's why I do the half day and the whole day bookings. Yeah, the same It's flat too. rate. Mm-hmm. I get, get done in that time, and then we go again. But I'm even learning with that. Sometimes I do pieces too close to completion because mm-hmm. people don't want to come back and finalize it. Right. So I'm even adjusting my approach with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make you have to come back. Not in a fucked up way, but stop half-assing the work. Right. I understand it looks good how it is now, mm-hmm. but if I got to complete it, it can look so much better. Exactly. But y'all are rushing. Mm-hmm. And y'all are people fucking People just up. want it to be done. Yeah. And especially what I do now, I'm getting into the whole portraiture type shit, but and I'm still using white. Mm-hmm. People, I would sit down and shade the whole thing, and I believe the last session for white and touch ups, they would never come back. Right. I'm like, bro, it is lacking the glow that I know I can give it, mm-hmm. and you're fucking with it because you don't want to pay. It's like, just let me, like, yeah, and like even for like little minor sessions like that, I'll charge less. Like especially yeah, if it's not going to be reduced. the full half day. Like we're only working for two hours, which is half of the half day, so I'm going to cut your price in half. So like, I'm not like, and most of my repeat clients, like, I feel like I've always like given them a deal, even though I'm not saying I'm giving you a deal. I don't have to. I don't have to. Like you come to me, I'm going to make sure you're good. Like I kind of have an idea what your budget is. So I'm not going to, you know, like we're, we're locked in. Yeah. Basically. I <laughs> like, try to show love. Right. Like, yo, I even, if it's not a piece of merchandise, it's an extra hour. Maybe. Right. Yeah. If it's not an extra hour. I'll let you get another tattoo during the session. That's smaller certain size but what i choose to do is my choice mm-hmm. don't try to pull it out of me mm-hmm. say i can't pull the tip out of you no nope. so don't try so to don't get try a discount to out, of me. Out, or disc- discount right. out of me don't mm-hmm. do that i'm like bro i've quoted people and they're like well can i get a little off and i'm like that is it with a little off mm-hmm. that's less than what i would normally charge because if i'm charging you hourly mm-hmm. it's gonna be almost double this but y'all are not getting that oh seven hundred dollars a lot five hours my average rate is two hundred dollars an hour so if you want me to charge hourly, we can do hourly. Let's I'll do get that. my G. Right, then they're gonna be rushing you to get it done in two hours. No, but some people do like hourly, but with like a two or three hour minimum, so they always get that minimum. But that's amount. fine because that's mm-hmm. called planning and budgeting. Yeah. You are booking for what you have, and that's another smart way to book. But again, people don't want to be patient. Right. They're gonna be like, I want to half sleep now. Today, full back done now. Mm-hmm. First off, y'all can't even sit for more than two and three hours. Mm-hmm. Not being shady. But I understand body and pain tolerance. Not mm-hmm. everybody can sit like a rock for eight hours straight, ten hours straight. Mm-hmm. I get it. No one's forcing you to sit down and get that. Right. But you have to know your budget threshold and your pain threshold mm-hmm. for your session. 
when I was doing like my um, mermaid thing over the summer, like shout out to everyone who came out for that. Mm -hmm. Y'all were amazing. But it was like a little bit like of a struggle with some people. Like, I don't know how, what a better way to say you have to pay for each session is. Like people kept questioning that. You have to pay for each session. And I'm like, why would I spend the same amount of time, use all these supplies, and you're only paying me one time over the course of three to four sessions? I've had some. What sense does that make? Like that with the piece. Um, They had sent me a concept and I had merged four concepts into two, but still Mm -hmm. keep all four elements. And I gave a price. But it was for the session that I for the session I'd be doing work for. Right. They thought that I meant that was the overall price. And I'm like, when have you, and this person has been working with me for years. Right. I'm for like, when session. have you ever seen me yeah. charge once and you come back twice? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. That never happens. Do you go to work on a day and not get paid? Right. And they just don't clock in and be like, oh no. No, it's whole lack. This yeah. is what I'm saying. But yeah. that's why I'm like, why do y'all lack such respect for the artist community? Mm-hmm. But first off, our jobs are way different from y'all. Number one is permanent. Right. Number two, we buy and all of our supplies. Mm-hmm. We don't get discounts on nothing. Everything is full price. Then tax. Then some more tax. And, and we, we get more tax. We are, we're we're self-employed. Yep, exactly. We get paid more. We get more taxes in general. I'm like, I just have to explain to you that I got to give my shop a piece. I got to cover my gas. I got to pay my bills. I got to cover my food. I got to re-up my supplies. I should not have to do that in order for myself to get paid the way that I want to fucking get paid. Exactly. Which is why in this business, you kind of just have to say what it is. This is the price and that's what it is. You can't really be hungry. If you are starting out, you're going to be hungry for food. Oh, absolutely. I get that. But at this point, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not killing myself out for it. I would do a sale if I feel like I'm not busy enough and I want to do stuff. Mm-hmm. But at this point, those about to go out the window too. Even when you do like sales, people are like, okay, now they did a sale. Let me see how much more advantage I could take. Like, yeah, no. And it's like, no. Don't do that. No, 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 no. It's like, this is what it is. I've, I, the last time I did that was on a tap out for multiple people. And I had let them, I let it slide. So I was trying to really raise money to move out. Okay. But then after that, I was like, no, I'd sex out. Like, I appreciate y'all. Never again, though. Mm. I can't keep trying to look out for everybody else and y'all not looking out for me. Y'all didn't even tip. That's what kills me. You want a deal, but you like, but what, is, tip what on do top I of get it. out of it? Mm. This is not even something that I want to tattoo. So where am I <sighs> having the fun? <laughs> Don't even get me started where, on that. No, let's go. Literally. Where am I having the fun? Like y'all are taking all the fun and the creativity out of the job, but y'all still want me to look out for y'all. Like mm-hmm. I'm already looking out for you. Okay, so this is kind of random, but what's your response to how much for a sleeve? There is no number. Right. <laughs> I hate when people do that, especially people I don't know. First off, I don't know how tall you are, mm-hmm. which means I don't know the amount of landscape we're working on. Then I don't know your pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. I can't be like, oh, it's going to be 1500 And then time-wise, we clock out at what 1500 would be, and I still have another six hours on it. Mm-hmm. So that, again, play sessions. Right. So you can pay for whatever one you want. And I tell people, we get that work done in that time. But there's no set amount on how much it's gonna if you want it good let me work like this just let me take my time with it it's not like i'm trying to take extra time to charge you more no. i just want it to look good because it's, you're gonna be telling people i did this that, like i did i let somebody rush me and i hated it because if i would have gotten the chance to take my time it could have came out a thousand times better mm-hmm. way more legible and i'm like never again so now it's like you want to sleep that's cool that's fine i don't mind it but this is how we're going to work it. You're either going to pay hourly mm-hmm. or you can book sessions. Those are my only two options. 
or how long is it going to take? I really don't know. No clue. I don't know. Especially, like, do you know what kind of sleeve you want? Like, that people part. are literally always like, how much for a sleeve? And have nothing oh, else to what? offer besides that. They're just like, a sleeve. Is it portraits? Is it roses? Is it solid is it... black? Like, what do you want from me? What like, are we doing? Is it tribal? I, I... And then I hate when they be like, oh, it's just tribal. It shouldn't take that long. No, it will take very like, long. do you fucking understand that mm. every line on the outside, we have to line that. And then we have to go in with the fucking shader that's less than the fucking width of your index finger mm-hmm. and roll little circles or lines. How would a fucking tap? And make it actually look solid and, and not just like Yes, it has to be consistent. <laughs> you saw what I did just now. That was a solid yeah, black it was line. really nice. I like how solid it was. Thank you. But I <laughs> I had to keep I, I don't pull my needle out that much that way it doesn't cause so much trauma right but i sat down and i took my time and i packed that shit in as solid as i fit any area that i felt was patchy i went over and i brushed it real right. quick that shit is hard and that the bottom one alone took me an hour mm. the top one took me another hour because it was leopard all those little dots yeah and i was detail. that's still fucking quick fucking four or five years ago that might have taken me three four hours it took me two one and a half actually <laughs> But yeah, there is no set price. There is no set price no for set price. a hat sleeve. Mm-hmm. Unless we're giving a deal on it, there's no set price. And even with that deal, it's probably going to be broken down. Right. Like anything uh, I charge for a sleeve work would be uh, per, per session anyway. Yeah. So like, it's never going to be just a flat rate price. It's always going to be each what time you come in, yeah. this is how much you're paying. I get I charge for what I work. Why do you think people are cheap about tattoos? Kind of like... I guess like how I was talking about like some people want to pay for hair or designer clothes and all this stuff like that, but why don't they feel the same way about tattoos? Because it's just drawing. Yeah, you're just drawing it's on somebody. It's just drawing. You should be having fun with it. What's wrong with you, Mia? Fuck. <laughs> it's just your your enjoyment for the day. You don't need money for food yeah. or supplies why do we or anything. <laughs> what is the bill to you? We get shit free. I had one person ask me. I thought y'all got paid by the the government. Why would they care? They don't give a fuck about art. Right. First of all, they we're not even regulated by the federal government or anything like that. Like there are barely any tattoo laws in place in most states unless you're in New York. New York is like one of the strictest places I know. Oh, and New Jersey is very strict too with like their bloodborne pathogens and stuff. But that's because there's so much shit. That's an oh my god. Mm -hmm. That's why. There's so many unsanitary practices that people do when they don't have those certificates mm-hmm. and the knowledge of it. And even though some people do have it, they still don't give a fuck. But legally, you're supposed to know what you should do and not do. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen people pop out trying to learn how to tattoo fucking house cleaning gloves and the, the kitchen scissors, the big one that you cut chicken with. What kills and it you? has ink in it. So I'm like, throw this out now. What Why is this in my booth? Literally, what I don't understand about people like that who get into tattooing and do like all that wild stuff, like tattooing on kitchen gloves or tattooing like on their blankets and stuff like that. Ow. Have you ever like seen a tattoo be done? Like, like have you ever watched a show about tat or watched a YouTube video? Like when I before I got tattooed, I was watching videos like what's it like to get tattooed? My first tattoo experience, like I was trying to like figure stuff out and to, like see people who claim that they want to be tattoo artists doing all this dumb stuff. You clearly don't want it that bad if you're this haphazard and you're just like, you don't care. You're not paying attention enough. Bro, I've seen my craziest shit in person and on Facebook. Mm. Okay. There's so many people who all of a sudden pick up a tattoo machine. And I don't want to say all of a sudden, but I recently see a wave of a whole bunch of people picking up tattoo machines. And I've seen people on towels. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 
And then they wipe it with the towel. Oh my God. Yeah. I've seen somebody wiping with rags. Yep. I'm like, what the fuck? We're talking about cloth towels. Cloth. cloth. That your body with. Yeah. Like after you shower, you, wear, you don't use those towels for tattooing. Don't, it's called paper towels. They're, just, just, they're disposable. It's basic. <laughs> and then I wrote, I was like, yo, please get some dental bibs. Go on fucking Amazon. Anything. Go to the pharmacy. Just, just. Google, like simple, but again, this is why I say, like anybody who's ever asked me over the years, how do I get into tattooing? What's the, what's the first thing? Get your fucking license. If you can get a license, because not everywhere can. offers it. If you can, like when when most of these people asked me this, I was in New York, mm-hmm. so they're yeah. like, "Yo, Angel, I want to get get your license." Right, it's, especially since it's available there. Like, I would just go ahead and do it. It's only like 100, 150 bucks. I don't right. know if it went up last time from when I got it, but. Mm-hmm. I'm like, get that. That is the number one thing because you need to know how not to pass around shit. Mm-hmm. You're playing with people's lives here. Like, this is not, oh, it looks good. Yeah, no. Infections are real. Transfers of, of BDPs is real. Right. So, like, it, you got to be very cautious and you have to take this seriously. That's what I'm saying. People are like, oh, it looks fun. You make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other thing that comes with tattooing. People think that you just pay for a tattoo and that's it. No. You pay for the knowledge of the person who's tattooing you. You pay for the experience. You're paying for the time that they learn to cut out from the tattoo. Mm-hmm. You're paying for the knowledge of the quality of the tattoo, the longevity of it. Like, it's a lot, yo. And I just think it's just a tattoo. No. No. Definitely not any, just a tattoo. You can go to somebody mm-hmm. and get infected. And now you got $2,000 fucking uh, doctor Right. Bills. Yeah, exactly. I, I was literally just seeing something about that. But also, like, one of these tattoo artists I follow, she kind of said something similar to what you said, like, where you're paying for the expertise of knowing like how to cut down the time of doing a tattoo. And she's like, yes, like 20 years ago when I first tattooing, so certain tattoos would take me six hours, but yep. now they take me three, two to three hours yep. or something like that. So you're still, so my price is higher, even though I'm tattooing for less just for that expertise. It's the convenience. Right. Like, cause you can go to other people and it's going to take them six hours or you could go to me and it's going to be done in three hours and still look good. Just because of my 20 years of experience has got me to the point where I can knock stuff out faster and it still be clean. Yo, but, I learned my, like I said, back in the day, that shit would have taken me four hours. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get it lined right. The, no, I've cut my shit down in half. That's also what you're paying me for. Mm-hmm. I'm not having you sit here all day. But you're also paying me, if you're booking me, you're mm-hmm. paying me to have everything prepared by the time you walk in. I love having my clients just having to sign so a consent sit down, form, yep. come inside, sit down, choose a size, and we get right to it. Mm-hmm. People be like, oh, but I like other shops where you can just get on the spot. Cool. You want me sitting down for two hours waiting for me to draw it up? That's a waste of your time. You're paying for time efficiency. And time is very valuable. Stuff I've heard people say, like, yeah, my, my tattooers have me waiting for like three hours, four hours. Sucks to be you. Sitting around in the shop. I'm like, that's that's a shame. But y'all want. Right. That's what it's you cheaper. want. Yeah. The guy who would do it for cheaper, so I mean, what do you expect? What is Has anyone ever like skimped you or shorted you or just didn't want to pay in general after their tattoo? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a story? One in particular, um, the one time that I really remember it happening, I was working from home. Like I finished doing this name on this guy's chest and I tattooed him before. So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, cool, whatever. And then I finished the tattoo and he's just sitting there on the bed watching the TV and I'm like, okay. Then the movie goes off and he hands me the money. He's like, all right, bye. He walks out. It's like $5 short. I'm like, really? Yeah. 
You can just say, first off, it's $5, but damn, nigga, $5? Why didn't you say something at the least? Because that same exact thing has happened to me, like, where it was, like, kind of a small amount of money, but, like, they didn't say anything about it. You still could have just said something. Yeah, like, and I would have been like, oh, no, it's not that big of a deal, but the fact that you didn't say something and just tried to get over it makes me feel icky and I don't like you anymore. Oh, matter of fact, that somebody, <laughs> for some weird reason, thought I was charging $200 less on a piece, and I'm like, where the hell did you hear that? interesting (laughs) that's why i'm like i'm very stern with pricing and even moving forward like i'm gonna start doing the payments i mean i haven't had any problems with it since i've been very serious about my shit um i think payment before would be the one thing that i would take from the shop in the hand like they made sure they got their bread and then you can come back and sit right especially for like a walk-in type of setting that's how i kind of wanted it to be for like walk-in days here and stuff but we haven't had a problem with people leaving the pay or anything like that, but I think moving a forward, times, though, yeah, I think that that's just something I'm gonna handle and take care of right out the way. That way, I don't have to sit around and wait. I feel like it's mad awkward waiting for somebody to pay you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's just get this out the way in the beginning. That's why I'm like, I'm about to write up a whole new set of uh, booking instructions. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's this is what it is. I had um, it was kind of recent too, so I hope that they're not listening. Um, but it was messed up because I'm like. In what, in any business, whether you're shopping at a store or getting a service done, where do you leave before you pay? Never. Never, right? But it's, it's with, with tattoo artists. I yeah, mean, it's I, cool. So I had this one lady, and it's time to pay for the tattoo. And I'm just like, at this point, I'm off the apps. I don't want to talk, I don't want to use Venmo or Cash App or anything because I've just had problems in the past. So I only use my like invoices that I usually send deposits through, or you can pay me in cash. And so she was like, I don't have cash, so can you send me an invoice? And I was like, yeah. And like, she was like, okay, I'm just going to pay it when I get in the car. I'm like, why can't you pay it now? She's just like, oh, I'm just like grabbing all my stuff. Like, I'm just going to get in the car. And I was like, I realized I didn't even wrap up her tattoo or anything yet. So then I just start like delaying and delaying and delaying. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, let me just grab the bandage. Let me go over the aftercare again in case you forgot and here you can take this and like i literally kept her for like an extra like 20 minutes and then in that time she had just been like okay i could just pay yeah because why why the fuck are you trying like that's so weird and this is what i'm saying there's no shade to any of our customers and clients who do pay at the end of the session but we can't figure that out until the end of the session right like so that's what i'm saying just speaking professionally mm-hmm. i think that I personally, I'm going to start doing the payments before just to cover it. It's okay, cool, mm-hmm. I'm cool, you're cool, we're cool. Um, you're going to get it, you're going to get what you yeah. came to get. And, and I do have happy. people who are like, can I just pay you right now? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But like sometimes I'm like, well, I mean, it's never happened before where like someone's like, I don't like the tattoo, I'm not going to pay you. But I'm like, what if there was a situation where yeah. I messed up or something like that? I don't want to then be like, okay, I have your money now, but how much of your money do I give back or no, something that like that? I think you can try to rectify right. it and see if there's another option, whether it be fixing that or offering them something at a yeah. maybe free discounted, depending on how big the fuck up was. Mm-hmm. But that's the discernment of you. Right. But professionally, like I've noticed that with business, you have to keep business guidelines. Right. And from the time people step outside of that, then there has to be a clear boundary of, we can't go past this point anymore because it's not conducive for our work environment. Like there was somebody who, I guess they were shopping around Mm -hmm. and they were asking me like, well, how do we know that you're not just going to take our deposit and leave? I'm like, man, you found me. I didn't seek you out. You hit me up. You asked me about a tattoo pricing. 
I gave you the quote. I told you what the deposit would be. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, are you going to send us an invoice or a receipt or something? I'm like, you have, if you're sending it through a, a web app, yeah, you're going to get you have a receipt. receipt of oh, well, how do we know we're going to be seen? Ma'am, this is my business. You came to my business page. You see that I post and I tag people throughout my business and stuff like that. Oh, well, we didn't know where you worked. I'm like, where I work is in my bio. <laughs> people, I have had people though, they like DM me and they're like, can you help me out? Cause like, or not, or can you just like this page for this page scam me or something like that? Like there's all these tattoo scam pages that people are like constantly falling for. And I'm like, how did you fall for this? Like, and I feel bad, but I'm like, it'll be like obvious stuff sometimes where like, there's never any comments, like all the work is random as hell. Like, or possibly, I would say look for stuff that's been posted in a cluster of time. Right. And it's just like, all the tattoos are so random. Like they obviously don't like look like the same person did it. And like, I've seen that. the policy is weird. Like they're asking that they're always a traveling artist. It's always like they never post their face or anything like that. And that's the one thing like about like posting myself so much on like my business you know page. It's me. Yeah, you know it's me. Like, That's who else is going to be posting all this stuff? I'm like, you see what I look like. Right, so I'm not the scammer. Like, so, like, I always recommend tattoo artists to post themselves at least a couple times on their page because people are getting scammed out here. And they need to know that you're, like, a real person. Oh, I've had people steal my work in the beginning of my yeah. career. That's why I watermark my shit Yes. Mm. Like, they, I was getting hit up with my friends. You know, like, yo, somebody did your tattoo. I'm like, okay, it wasn't my original design. No, and it's and the then same exact tattoo. Somebody's like, yo. Somebody, I'm like, yo, send me this picture. Right. It's a tattoo I did on my brother. <sighs> and then I go on the person's page and it's like tattoos I did on people I know personally. Best. My exes, my cousins, my best friend, my brother. I'm like, bro. And here's the crazy thing. Shorty hit me up on Facebook and she was like, oh yeah, I'm a tattoo artist too, but I can't tattoo myself. And I'm like, damn, I must be crazy. She says she can't tattoo. She says she can't tattoo herself. Okay. I'm like, girl. I tattooed myself. I I know other people who said that they had. I don't know. I started way back when when I had to get my practice, and I did most of my legs minus one tattoo mm -hmm. and most of my arm, okay. if not ninety eight percent of it. I was like, if I can't trust myself to wear my work, how am I going to trust, trust anybody else? anyone else? Exactly. So and I wanted to know what it felt like yeah. before I did it to somebody else too. That's the I I. Okay, the tattoo, we're getting off topic, but <laughs> the tattoo artists who don't have any tattoos, some of them have amazing, phenomenal work. I would never in my life get tattooed by someone who has never been tattooed themselves. I don't care. It's I don't care hard. It's different. Like, when I did my own tattoos, especially like my half sleeve, I went through a lot of trial and errors as far as aftercare, mm -hmm. how long it takes for something to heal. That's why I tell people, like, I know my line work to heal within a week, mm -hmm. and I know my shading will take a week and a half, maybe. If it's color, maybe two, two and a half weeks. But I learned that by doing it on me. Now, I'm not saying my skin type is worth for everybody, but I'm the general, like, base for it. Right. Especially, like, with scarring, stuff like that. That's why I tell people raw shea butter, cocoa butter, because that repairs the skin. It don't have anything extra in it. Mm -hmm. Like, I know what could work for our skin. Right. Not to say I don't try to take care of anybody else's, but most of my clientele is black. Right. So, and our skin is very different. Sometimes the scar is easy, keloid is easy. So, we have to take different approaches to it. Yeah. No, this has been a great discussion. <laughs> I feel like we did cover like a lot of like tattoo pricing issues, but if y'all feel like we didn't, you can leave us some comments. I know this is my first episode, so I don't know how this is going to go yet, but I guess my last question for you is, do you consider tattoos a luxury or a luxury service? 
They're definitely a luxury, so you don't need tattoos. Right, exactly. It's not it's not necessary. It's a therapy to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and not everybody can get therapy, but if you can get therapy, you can get therapy. Get a tattoo. Yeah. Or even just, like, I feel like it's tattoos aren't seen enough as artwork, enough mm-hmm. for me at least, because it's like you would go to a museum to look at a bunch of beautiful artwork, but you wouldn't invest in yourself or invest in an artist to create beautiful artwork for you. I think people just got caught up in the hype of tattoos mm-hmm. and think that just having tattoos is enough. Yeah, is, and it's not. That's how my brother is. That's that's, and I I realize a lot of people have the same mindset as him. He's like, I don't care what the tattoos look like. That's why he always lets me practice on him. He's like, you can try whatever you want. I just want to like be covered in tattoos. Yeah. They don't have to look good. Like I know a lot of people who are covered, and uh, you get up on the work, and it's just like, what is that? You got cockeyed people. Somebody got a lopsided nose. Somebody's mouth is blacked out. Right. It shouldn't be. But it's just so much stuff that you can't even tell. Like what's good, what's bad, what's it's there, an what's illusion. not. Mm-hmm. Just look tatted. Trip. Yeah. There's so no tattoo. Like, oh, you got to see a lot of coverage and then you get up on it and it's like, damn, that's some shit. So it's really just the illusion about it. But that's why I'm glad I, I had come in contact with people who take the job seriously and the career seriously mm-hmm. because I take putting out good artwork very seriously. Mm-hmm. Like people be like, oh my God, you've been tattooing so long. What's your favorite piece that you tattooed? In 13 years, that's and I'd be, be like, I can't say it's one. Anything that I've been able to design from scratch as my own design, that's my favorite. Right. I got 10, 12 favorites. Mm-hmm. Can't pick one. And I like my shit because I haven't seen it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. That too. And that's why like, I feel like with some of the stuff that we do sometimes and like getting people to like book our designs and stuff is because it's stuff that they it yeah. hasn't been done before. It hasn't been seen before. So I know. I say all the time, I'm just waiting for people to catch up. Mm-hmm. Facts. Telling you, got tired of seeing white Virgin Marys and white Jesuses, and there's nothing wrong with that for some people. But I feel like black people have a lot of people of color that we have no representation to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's just a pretty black person. Mm-hmm. A lot of my pieces, some of them have really deep backstories, but some of them are just pretty people. Pretty. We've been depicted throughout history is so ugly and like hard. And I'm like, bro, black people are fucking gorgeous. Beautiful. Like literally. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't really see that anywhere. That's honestly like a whole nother like video topic I want to get into or <laughs> podcast topic. Like just like the um like I feel like we always say like black people are not a monolith or we're also different. We're so creative, we're so we're the innovators, but I honestly don't feel like we are that way in tattoos. I feel like we follow a lot of shit that's been done before. Right. And I'm like that's that's why it's hard to try to find our own lane because you have to find the joining of what you want to deliver as a message and also how you can deliver that in a way that hasn't been seen before and find some kind of middle ground that mm-hmm. sets you apart from other people because there's a lot of people who are just copying styles that they've seen mm-hmm. and if that works for you that's fine personally i'm trying to create my own lane some shit that no one has been in before right and if it takes a little longer it's just gonna be that but i mean when it hit it hit exactly shit I think that is it for this episode. Do you have anything that you want to promote? First thing, well, aside from us doing a convention in yes. January, we will be at the convention. Be a convention. I better come and get some shit. The only thing I will say to close off this episode is any tattoo that you want can be achievable with proper planning and budgeting. Okay, that is it. That is all I'm going to say. 
And that's the end of my words to it, to, to my contribution to this episode. <laughs> Where can they find you? What's your Instagram? What's your website? Instagram is artxangeltaylor underscore. Um, TikTok is inkneyangel. I got like eight other things, but those are the two main things that you can find me on. Um, yeah, that's it for now. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining my first episode of my podcast. We really went in, we spilled a lot of tea. So I feel like it was a successful episode. Thank you for having me. I mean, I, I like being able to just about the tattoo industry because I think a lot of people don't understand how it goes mm-hmm. and we're in it. Yeah. So it's every a day. different perspective. Every day. Mm. Anyone, again, this is not a nine to five. This is a 24-7. It don't end. Mm-mm. People are hitting me up now about appointments <laughs> and stuff, asking me questions. My phone like three times. I'm like, I'm not looking at it. Mm-mm. I have to set aside time for myself. I have to. It is so hard. But that is the end of our episode. Like Angel said, you can find us at the Philadelphia Tattoo Convention, January 2024. I believe it's the weekend of the 26th to the 28th. But it's mm-hmm. like the end of January. Definitely see us there. We're booking for it. So you can check out the links in our bio. My tattoo, um, my tattoo Instagram is Mia Lane Tattoo, L-A-Y-N-E is how you spell Lane. And you can find all my links to everything in my bio from there. And I'm the same name on TikTok. So I'll see y'all in the next episode, which I don't know what that will be yet. <laughs> Bye.